1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more
0: with Viator. Welcome one, welcome all to the Blogging the Boys Roundtable. I am your host, Brandon Lurie. And for tonight's performance, think of me not as the roundtable host, but think of me as an MC. A regular host, maybe a Ryan Seacrest, uh, if you will. But that'll make a little bit more sense as we get into our game. So thank you so much for everybody that's tuning in right now. I know the the people are starting to trickle in a little bit. Uh, but, of course, you can catch us out uh, on on Twitch, on YouTube, everything. And, then of course, if you miss tonight's show, which you really shouldn't, there's really no excuse. I mean, we, we have this scheduled every week. We make the time for it. You guys, you know, it's like a little family event. So, But if you do, by any chance, you can catch the recap right afterwards on youtube and on spotify as well so getting right into the game introducing our singers contestants if you will uh it's going to be brandon clements as contestant number one and to sort of talk about this because we do have to talk about a little bit of cowboys news as well you do have the uh news of brandon mcmanus the kicker from denver he was recently released uh today actually and of course the cowboys don't have a kicker on the roster so brandon for you i mean listen we are okay with having another brand and another namesake come to Dallas. I mean, I think we can throw a really good elevator pitch to him. Like, do you think this is a, vi- a viable option for the Cowboys?
1: Absolutely. I think McManus would be a heck of an addition to the Cowboys and there is a need, but, you know, let's be honest. I mean, Vizcaino still kind of there, right? So, I mean, I think that's, the. I think that's the only guy on the roster at this stage, but yeah, I mean, I like Brandon McManus. He he did a lot in that uh, mile high air in in uh, Denver, so he he's got a big leg, and I, I think it'll translate to Cowboy Stadium. And of course, you have the namesake as like ours. It's an easy pitch. I mean, it it also doesn't hurt that he he's a he's a heck of a kicker. That's a it was a very shocking move in my opinion. I didn't I couldn't I didn't see that coming honestly, and I'm glad it did because it sounds you know from what I've been reading, it could be almost like a swap. It could be Brad Maher goes Broncos. Brandon McManus comes to the Cowboys, and we get the better end of the deal, I think.
0: I like it. And we have, of course, uh, another btb Tony Catalina. He, of course, is on the beach in Florida, so he is tuning in. So thank you so much, Tony, for taking time out of your vacation to spend time with us. I wish we were on vacation with you. Uh, thank you for the invite on that. Uh, didn't get it. So, uh, But he, we got also some 10 points uh, for the Cowboy hat, which... The man who is wearing the cowboy hat, the country guy, you always on every show, every song competition, you have a country person. And that is, of course, Sean Martin tonight. Uh, Sean, for for you, with Brandon McManus coming to the Cowboys, John Fosso has talked about that pretty much uh, any kicker that's available uh, on planet Earth is a viable option for the Cowboys his experience, when you look at everything that he's done, he's been with the Denver Broncos since 2014. He's 31 years old. The one thing that sticks out to me is he's a guy who's kicked in the elements. You know, when you're at mile high, of course, that plays a factor into it, but also facing the division, you have Kansas City, postseason success in Denver as well. Does that make things a little bit more intriguing? We've heard Robbie Gold. We've heard Mason Crosby. All these guys kind of have this postseason success in common. He's another name that you can kind of throw into the hat, uh, if you will.
2: And it's not that it cost him the playoff game, you know, the Brett Maher fiasco in Tampa Bay and then onward to San Francisco. It's not like that was the reason you, you know, either could have lost to Tampa Bay and didn't or ultimately did lose to San Fran. But it can't hurt like you're saying to have McManus who has played so well in a postseason run. He's the last Broncos player was the last Broncos player on the roster from that Super Bowl fifty run. So I don't know if championship pedigree is something you really talk about or look for in a kicker, but it can't hurt. John Fossil's type of coach, I would probably say it can't hurt and help that make his case for why McManus could come be the guy in Dallas and, at least for his home games, kick indoors. But when you have to go on the road, I know we talked last week about the schedule a lot. You're on the road in December in Buffalo and Miami and some tough road games, Philadelphia in the mix there as well. A kicker that can do it all in the elements would certainly help, and McManus has proven as a veteran he can be that guy.
0: And last, but certainly not least, we do have Danny Phantom here as well. And I'd like to think, Danny, just because of your presence. We spent a lot of time draft weekend that you remind me of Andrea Bocelli, and I think you have a very similar voice. We haven't heard it, uh, but I consider you to be that sort of operatic singer, carry yourself with a lot of class. Uh, So I'll pose the same question to you as well. One thing that I saw was Adam Schefter mentioned that over the last four seasons, McManus has been the NFL's fourth most accurate kicker on field goals under 54 yards. And the only people that are above him are Justin Tucker, Graham Gano, and Youngway Koo, of course, of Atlanta. So that's pretty good company. Uh, I know we had somebody last year, the Cowboys did with Brett Maher, who would hit over 54 yards. But if you're looking for somebody to kind of just, you know, keep everything going, be consistent, be accurate, it's certainly a name when you throw him alongside Justin Tucker, Graham Gano, all these other
3: guys. That's pretty good company. I guess so, if you say so, Brandon. I uh, I I'm not excited about. I know Brandon McManus coming to, to Dallas. I mean, I, to me, he's just another guy, another guy who's out of a job, and another guy who's. I mean, I, I look down his stats real quickly, and to, he's he's not he's he's on the the decline. And if you also, if you think about it too, you, you guys keep bringing up the elements. Yeah. He had the elements. He had the the, the thin air of a mile high. I mean, that's a, that's a great element to kick in. So he won't have that in Dallas. And so uh, we don't know what he looks like, you know, playing somewhere else. And uh, I'm not, I'm not excited at all. To me, I feel like kickers are just, you either have one of the good ones or you're basically rolling a dice and the Cowboys, they tried to draft, a rookie and see what they had last year. And, and, you know, it didn't turn out. And so now they're rolling the dice and that's where we're going to be. Uh There's nothing that, that would excite me about signing him to me. It's almost like Greg orlando all over again, you know, and toward the latter part and you don't, you don't know where you're going to get. And so for you right now, then if you're not so
0: confident in Brandon McManus, do you have a favorite then out of the guys that are out there right now? I know Brett Maher, somebody that went to go visit and is going to be working out uh in Denver after McManus's release. So is he a part of the group that you're thinking about, or just you want to go maybe somebody that after the roster cuts are done, um, and maybe kind of put Tristan Viscaino in the leader spot right now. Is that sort of what you're thinking about?
3: Yeah, I, I don't have a favorite because it's a kicker. I don't really, you know, if we don't have one of the good ones, then there's really there's nothing to 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 really get excited about. I do I think Maher is in the mix. I mean I, I know that he had a, you know, a little bit of a, just a case of the yips, to, but outside of that, he kicked really well. And, you know, you talked about some of these other kickers too. I mean, he stacked up really well compared to all those veteran kickers too. So um, I, I'm just hoping the Cowboys create some nice competition. We see what we have with um, Tristan, you know, the, the the other guy that we're giving a shot and, and if it doesn't work, we're going to do what we did last year, bring someone else in. And like we did was, I think it, it was Laram Hirulahu. That mm-hmm. came in, you know, when the rookie it was a Garibay, Jonathan Garibay, yeah, uh, and then so and then then it kept switching, and then of course they brought Maher in toward the end because n- the first two wasn't working out. So, uh, you know, I feel I feel like it it'd be that over again, and we'll see what happens. I do I do think that Maher is, you know, unless he goes somewhere else, that he's he could be in the mix, and who knows? I couldn't tell you what how the kicking things, you know, going to turn out, but I'm not either way. Whatever happens, I'm going to be on uneasy about kicks all season. Yeah. And
0: certainly uh, it'll make things a little more nerve wracking again for the second year in a row. I thought that would be solved, but unfortunately not right now. But uh, Watsamata makes a great point. He said qualification list. How many playoff point after touchdowns, of course, PATs in a row, have you ever missed? If you haven't, then you're good. Yeah, and then you also have Rick saying the same thing, sort of where you, can they do kickoffs, consistent extra points, kick over 50 yards. That's sort of like what you're talking about, Danny, where you just need somebody to be successful, be consistent, and go from there. So we will be moving on. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a little game tonight, something that's a little different, a little new, new unique. Uh, it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys jukebox. And of course, everybody at home. Uh, think of yourselves as the callers The people who make the votes If you want to participate as well With, with what we're going to be doing I'll be explaining the rules Feel free to do so as well um, Look, Think about this as you know, Our contestants, they're the singers They're the performers And they're going to be coming up with a list of their favorite songs Favorite song titles that describe the Dallas Cowboys Entering the 2023 season That could be a player could be a storyline Something they're looking forward to Something they're afraid of And you know what? Strangely enough Uh, before the concert happened and and tuned in and turned on, uh, I got a doctor's note from all three of our performers. They said that they cannot sing. Uh, It's recommended that they are on vocal rest. Uh, Their vocal cords need to take a little bit of a breather. So unfortunately, you will not be hearing any of us sing tonight. I as well turned in a doctor's note to myself, so I'm excusing myself as well. Uh, But that doesn't mean that we can't get creative with the songs that we're choosing. So with that said, we are going to be starting with our resident cowboy, Sean. You have the floor first. Who are you going with and with what song are you choosing?
2: So, we're just doing one song at a time, right? Not all three.
0: Yep. Yeah. One song at a time.
2: Perfect. Uh, let's start with. I know Brandon and I have talked about this artist before, so I'll jump straight to it. He's in the, I'm covering him up, but he's in my photo of the background here. If anybody at some point tonight can see it, but I'm going to go with uh, the song Don't Happen Twice by Kenny Chesney. It's a song that, um, He played when I saw him down in Houston. And my reference to this for the NFL season and Cowboys season coming up is that the NFC East has not had a repeat winner, a twice-time winner since 2003, so last 2004. It was, of course, the now reigning NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles who won it then. So everyone's going to be picking the Eagles to do it again. They have all these parts back from the Super Bowl year, but the Cowboys are going to be in the mix to have their say to keep this incredible streak alive where no team is repeated just by the way the schedule is set, too, you can really tell the NFL wants the Giants to be in the mix this year with the way the Cowboys play there in primetime week one and where the Giants games are. So everybody thinks it can be a three-team race, but the Eagles have the advantage for now. Cowboys out to prove that they can reclaim the NFC East and go further in the playoffs. So for the Eagles, last year's NFC East champions don't happen twice for them.
0: Uh, Brandon, you know, Sean brought up a point about how the Commanders and the Giants, you know, they, of course, they are the other two teams. It seems like scheduling wise, they they want the Giants to try and have some sort of success. Is it really just between the Cowboys and the Eagles right now? Like, are you not taking the Commanders or the Giants seriously? Was what the Giants were last year just a blip just happened? They they caught fire. They caught lightning in a bottle um, and that that we really shouldn't be taking them as seriously as the Eagles.
1: I think I mean you can't take any team in the NFC East uh, lightly. I think you know it doesn't matter if they're right, if you have one win at the end of the season and you know you're facing a team that's you know has one loss. It could be totally t- different ends of the spectrum, and they're going to give you the best fight of the year. And and that to me that they're going to be tough games. I mean realistically, I think there's three out of four teams that you know that could you know really take the division title. I will say I don't think I think the Commanders are going to be the team definitely on the outside looking in in my opinion. I wouldn't sleep on the New York Giants, you know, as much as, as much as obviously we don't like the New York Giants They're I I feel like they're, they're building something there and and we have to keep an eye on them because I, I think they're just a little, I think they're like, you know, to to take it to the the horse track, they're, they're just a couple paces behind, but I think, I think they're close to, to really doing some damage and they could sneak up on the Cowboys and the Eagles this year. But, you know, I do think in the end, it's going to be Cowboys Eagles. It all depends you know, hopefully the injury bug stays out of the Cowboys way. And then, you know, things just things get rolling. Mike McCarthy could be coaching for his job, per se. So maybe he's going to roll the dice on a lot of things. And and you know what? I I, I think I think it comes down to, to the Cowboys and Eagles. But you just can't sleep on any team in the NFC East. I don't care. It's you know, they're always going to play each other tough. It's just it's just the way it is no matter what. You just throw the records out when those teams play each other.
0: Danny, if the Eagles don't make it back uh, to the NFC East, you know, as being NFC East champions, the one thing that sticks out to me is that they lost both their offensive and defensive coordinator. And now they do have people stepping in that were already on the team. They didn't bring anybody from the outside. But I think that's sort of slept on. Like, yes, the roster is good. Yes, they do have a lot of the players returning from last year. But when you're changing over coordinators, getting new schemes, they want to put their own touch on the offense and defense. That. Is a little bit of cause of concern. It's the same thing why people are talking about the Cowboys with Mike McCarthy taking over for Kellen Moore. People are saying, "Well, hold on, like even though he was in the building, he's the head coach. That's still a problem." Well, how come it's not the problem for the Eagles? So, do you think that's going to play a bigger factor than what people in the media are not talking about right now? Uh,
3: Quite possibly. I mean, I think Sean, you know, chose a great song because I think there's just so many things that really we just don't know how what's how it's going to turn out. You mentioned, you know, with Cowboys and Kellen Moore stuff, and then with the Eagles too, and. I don't even know what to think about the Giants. To me, there was never a point last season when I was worried about them, but then they just kept winning games. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if they won six games this year. Uh, I think a lot of that too is, I always, I know this is a very vanilla to say, but I always think you're only as good as your quarterback. Yeah. And I just don't think they got one of those guys. Um, and to, so to me, I'm really not going to fear the Giants because of that reason. And also I don't fear... Washington at all for that exact reason they Washington has good pieces but they don't have anyone at quarterback and so I'm not I'm not worried about Washington and when it comes to Philadelphia to me Jalen's a wild card I still think he's a wild card I think there are a lot of things that could make things better or worse for him but ultimately when play when teams start to figure him out and they start to rely force him to rely on his arm a lot more we don't know how that's going to turn out so um but then you could also throw some same same you know, questions back at Dallas too. So I think it's, it's open, you know, you, who knows it, may, you know, we're certainly hoping that the Eagles aren't the first team to do this in like close to 20 years back to back. They were the last team. Uh, we don't want that to happen. We hope it's a new division winner, but it may, it may not be either of the Cowboys, or the Eagles probably will, but may, who knows? There's just a lot of uncertainty and a lot of mystery stuff. And you know, the NFL, the parody NFL is a real thing. So who knows how this is going to play out? I mean, I don't think anybody thought that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be the
0: winners of the, the NFC South. Somebody has to win. You know, at the end of the day, they have to. And unfortunately, if it's, uh, I mean, if it's a bad division, somebody has to win. But I think that where things stand right now, of course, you could say that the Cowboys and the Eagles are, are number one, number two, depending on how you want to put that. And then, of course, the Giants and then the Commanders as well. But again, the NFL is a strange lady. Anything can happen. Uh, so great song choice. I have to say, You know, starting off strong. Uh, Danny, you're, you're up next. Again, Andrea Bocelli you know a little more of the the elder statesman in the room uh, a little more experience what what song are you going with to start
3: so i'm going to kick things off with a song that you know for the younger crowd and that uh, i wanted to make sure i didn't pick songs like you know, a bunch of aerosmith type stuff like you guys wouldn't even know i don't know uh, but so i'm going to go with uh selena gomez's come and get it nice so that uh the reason i chose that song is uh, it is is describing the Cowboys pass rush opportunities that I think that they are going to get with uh, this new revitalized run defense that they're going to have. Um, so to me, what I'm excited to see this year is this next level defense that I think is upon us. You know, this this defense is super loaded with talent. We retained a lot of it and and, our, and we, we drafted some more of it. And to, to me, I just feel like this has not been a thing for the Cowboys in quite some time. So having a great defense is new for us, but we got one. Um, I was a bit surprised when the Cowboys uh, put so much emphasis on stopping the run and, you know, they use three of their first draft picks. You look at Mozzie Smith, uh, who's a, you know, elite run stopper and, and then the linebacker over Sean and then Simi for too, is just, you know, how many tackles for losses that he did he have when he at San Jose state. So, uh, they definitely showed a commitment to that. I just feel like they want to do everything they can to get this team in third and long situations. And of course, when that happens, look out because Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Sam Williams, Dante Fowler, you know what? If you're ready, come and get it. Not. nah, Not. No. Not. nah, Not. No. Not. nah, 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 Listen, you know, the vocal rest,
0: apparently some of us wanna just deny what the doctors say and just go for it. And and I honestly I appreciate that as as the Ryan Seacrest. Of, of this night uh you know Brandon for for what Danny's saying I mean the Cowboys the one thing that a lot of people were talking about down the stretch for them is that they were struggling to stop the run and that would take their defense from great to excellent you know what people would consider all time and you know they've led the the NFL and takeaways for the previous two seasons but if you can't stop the run that doesn't matter sometimes because if teams are running the up and down the field on you like that can cause a lot of problems do you think it was a reactionary decision or do you think it was something that they absolutely had to do and it was the right move, regardless of people think that it was just a case of, well, you're just trying to beat your division, you're you're desperate, so you're just going to make all the moves for it. But was it needed? Was it necessary?
1: Yeah, I, I think it was necessary. I, you know, especially, you know, the Mozzie Smith, uh, you know, first round pick. I mean, a lot of people, you know, didn't I don't think a lot of people saw that really coming I, you know, a lot of a lot of our, uh, our BT beers we're looking at tight end for a while. And, you know, I was, I was against it and I'm glad it worked out the way that it did. But Mozzie Smith was one of those guys where I, you know, where the Cowboys were drafting in the second round, he was definitely not going to get there. So I guess in a way it was kind of reactionary because maybe they were like, okay, he's not going to be there in the second round. So why don't we just get our guy now? And he, you know what? And, and the Cowboys have the luxury of doing these things because they've proven it in the last few years with these draft picks where, people are scratching their head. Like, why are they drafting this guy? Why are they drafting that guy? And they turn out to be pretty darn good football players. So, and, and, and with the way the roster is assembled right now, there's plenty of, there's, there's plenty of talent to go around. So you can take some more swings when you have the talent already on the roster. And he obviously fills a, a major need, you know, nothing against Osa and, and, and Neville, but you know, it's, it, we need, we need some better, we need some beef down there. And, and, and Mozzie, mozzie at this stage he's a he's a great run stopper, just exactly what we need i don't care if we if we get if we don't get much of a pass rush from him at this point i don't care because we have enough thoroughbreds that are going to be on the edge that are going to be able to take care of business danny made danny already mentioned a few of the guys i won't i won't beat that drum but we we all know who the usual suspects are and then you know with with some some of the undrafted guys i know danny mentioned tackle for loss but watch out for johnson out of uh, Liberty. He, he yeah. was actually the nation's leader in tackles for loss and the Cowboys got him undrafted. That's a guy to watch out for. He's a little undersized, but the the Cowboys to me, and, and we, I know a lot of us have talked about it in the last, you know, last even weeks before the draft. It's kind of, let's trust the Cowboys because at this point they, what, what have they done to make us lose that trust? They've really, they've taken some swings on guys and it's, it's really turned out very well. And, and I'm excited for Mozzie Smith. I think for him, I mean, look at what Aiden Hutchinson did when he was at Michigan. Obviously, he's a beast. We get it. But when you have Mozzie Smith in the middle, kind of uh, eating eating up that middle of that line, you're gonna let you're gonna let Hutchinson do his work. So when you got guys like Parsons and Lawrence, you know, and Sam Williams, just to name a few, on the edge with a Mozzie Smith inside, it's gonna make things even better for uh, for the pass rushers. And then that that last part of it is the the run the run defense. As long as and we're gonna need that because. Nobody can figure out the Jalen Hurts quarterback sneak yet. And last time I checked, Mozzie Smith is one of those guys. He literally had to get custom weight equipment in Michigan because he's just that strong of a dude. So uh, I'm I'm just going to say to the Eagles fans right now, good luck with that. Mozzie's going to push everybody back.
0: I love it. And we have a few comments here, of course, Rick saying that, uh, he knows Aerosmith, uh, Danny. So there are a few people I do as well. And Me he's sure. turning, uh, yeah. And I, am pretty sure all of us do, but, um, and also too, farewell tour. I mean, that's pretty impressive for them calling it a, a career, but are you, um,
1: sure? are you sure it's a farewell tour? Cause well, yeah, I know
0: guns and roses did that a while, uh, for, it seems like three years, but, um, you know, shout out to Rick turning 60 on Monday. And then also, uh, Watts said, okay, with the Selena Gomez is not really his thing, but he accepts the answer and trusts that nobody will cross the Taylor Swift zone. Of course, we don't have Jess or Howman here. Uh, so I don't think that will happen tonight. So, um, so it seems like Danny, a few people know, uh, Aerosmith on here, which is pretty good. It's acceptable.
3: No, that, that's good. I'm glad to, uh, I'm glad, I guess I should have said, uh, you know, I don't want to miss a thing. You know, that's how I feel about the Cowboys <laughs> right. season. Right. And Sean, for
0: you, uh, you, you're out in Austin, correct? That is correct. Uh, so when you look at somebody, uh, and he might be a little bit more familiar with, with the Marvian Overshown, uh, Danny mentioned him by name. What does he bring to the Cowboys defense? To me, he's a Swiss Army knife. He's sort of out of position right now, but I think it could be used to his advantage where Dan Quinn could just put him anywhere and everywhere. Um, And I think that maybe his rookie season, he doesn't really find a home. But in certain packages, maybe trying to stop a mobile quarterback like a Jalen Hurts, like a Daniel Jones, a lot of these guys who the Cowboys will be facing this year, um, I think he could be used in that way. So, like, what do you see his role being in this defense?
2: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of ways to describe Dan Quinn's defense. But I think one of the base things to fall back on that just works so well is, you know, get athletic bodies into the middle of the field and just wreak havoc and coverage by just having athletes that can – go from inside to out. And there's that great NFL films clip. I know we've all seen it and have shared it. It's a short thing, but it really speaks the world to the playoff game against the Bucs. When Tom Brady was trying to figure out this defense on the sideline, the game's getting away from him. And that ultimately ended up being his last game. And he just throws the iPad. And he's like, you know, the coaches are like, well, what are they doing to us? We got to figure this out. He's like, I don't even know. <laughs> he didn't know yeah. what Dan Quinn was throwing at him. And the answer is just, you know, these positionless players that can play anywhere in the middle of the field really take up a lot of space and can be disruptive so over fits in great with that i know we all thought that when parsons was going to defensive end full time that he would have a bigger role now we're hearing that parsons will still be that hybrid type player as well so that might not eat it too many into the snaps of demarion oversome but he's still a guy who's gonna see the field be able to cover from the middle of the field he always drops to the proper depth and you know there's a lot that he's gonna have to learn on the fly and acclimate himself too if he wants to really stay on the field but as far as the day one impact is being a guy who can go take tight ends away and cover crossing routes make plays on the ball and given the opportunity you'll see all of that flash and that's all the things that Quinn really values and can imme- can immediately find a role for right in there with the guys like Donovan Wilson, Zayron coast all these guys just mix it up in the middle of the field and makes it a, makes it hard on opposing offenses.
0: Brian brings up a good uh, suggestion here. He said, Cowboys fandom is like uh, Eagles Hotel California. Uh, We can check it out at any time we like, but we can never leave. That is certainly uh, true on that. And then Watson has a a great question, too. He said, you know, about DeMarvy and Overshown, some jacks of all trades end up not being good enough or you at know, anything it's sort of like master uh was it jack of all trades master of none um so you know i think he will find a home at some point it might not be right now might be the replacement for a J. ron curse down the line i think the cowboys with this draft they're definitely protecting themselves for guys to develop when a lot of these players move on when the contracts run out so i think that that's where you might see him fit in not so much this year but maybe next year so uh brandon uh you are the last of the first round what are you going to be going with as your first song choice
1: well, this might be more of a Danny's era, uh, but I got to go with Queen. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people know who Queen is. They're uh, one of the greatest rock bands of all time, and I'm going to go with one of their one of their big hits, uh, "Under Pressure." And I think it's kind of obvious. Uh, I think Mike McCarthy is under some pressure this year. I mean, look at the way this roster is being assembled, and look what we already had before the draft. The Cowboys have the Cowboys have checked a lot of those boxes. I feel like with the draft and and watch out for those undrafted players. There's some there's some guys there that I feel like can can stick. Even like a Hunter Lefke. like he's another guy that a lot of people are are a big fan of. So he, you know, the the Cowboys are just known for for you know in recent years really hitting hitting the undrafted market pretty well, and and all and also obviously drafting well. And then you obviously have what you what you've already had on the roster. You got Brandon Cooks coming in, Stephon Gilmore coming in. It's it, the pressure's on him, especially especially with you know the the Kellen Moore, you know he's out he's out of town. Mike McCarthy's going to have a bigger role. It, it's 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 put up or shut up time. I feel like for Mike McCarthy, that's just my my thoughts on it. This roster is too darn good to to get stuck in the divisional round again. And I'll say it again, and I've said it before, it needs to be at least NFC Championship for me, or or I think uh, McCarthy might be uh, getting his uh, his slip. So that's that's where I go I think it's just he's just under he's under a lot of pressure right now he needs the he needs to win and and he needs to dominate that's 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 what he needs to do this year
0: we have watsmata saying that Queen is epic plus five points for Clements uh good case for under pressure we also have uh, if you're going to go with queen, you know, we are the champions. It's a solid one as well too. And then Rick also says, uh, plus five points for Brandon, best answer, best rock group. Uh, maybe uh, you could mean me. Maybe I'll take the five points again. There's a lot of Brandon's going around Dallas right now. So, uh, we'll see about that, but I do agree. I think that it is, uh, you know, kind of a, an under pressure season for Mike McCarthy. It's now year four. Of him being in Dallas. And we just, the talk of him coming in was success, Super Bowl championship pedigree. And of course, he's won back to back 12 win seasons. But in Dallas, of course, the expectation is always a little bit higher. I do think that when you win back to back 12 game seasons, you should be given just a little bit more grace. But again, it's, it's, there's a lot of pressure that comes with being the coach. So for you, Sean, do you think that this really is a make-or-break season for McCarthy? And where is the the floor for him? Is the floor, the playoffs, is the floor for him, divisional round or a championship game?
2: Yeah, I think it's at the very least, you know, winning that divisional round game, like Brandon said, or it would have to be another, you know, incredibly tight loss like the 49ers game where you're completely convinced you were one or two plays away and he can sell you on – you know, this young core just needs one more year type of thing, and we will get a draft well again and all of that. But that is a high place to set that forward for him. So it is an under-pressure type of season for him, you know, just kind of getting into one of my next song choices. But we all talked about Kellen Moore's offense as something that we liked how it started fast but didn't like how it uh, finished the season and performed in the postseason. Well, now, you know, we're going to be asking questions about, beginning of the year for the offense because it's new so the part of the year we never really had to worry about as far as this offense getting out of the gate hot and putting up points is now a potential concern point through some tough games and you open right away with a primetime divisional game as we said so you know that's even a concern for McCarthy right from the jump to so that this offense can be sustainable which takes a while and then we'll get into those postseason type situations where that's when he's really going to make his future here in Dallas whether that's going to be winning enough playoff games to satisfy the Joneses and show that they want to move forward with this or get someone else in here to you to win now type of roster. You know, on my podcast, Mark and I talked about how, what does it say about the roster that the Cowboys had? I think three players on both the 25 under 25 list from pro football focus and also yeah. the 30 over 30 list. And to me, that just screams, you know, a roster that's ready to win championship roster when you have the right mix of young stars and veterans that have done it before it's definitely time to go win. And so if McCarthy can't prove that he's the guy, he's under that pressure, then it's going to be a very short lease for him. I would agree with a lot of fans who think that, you know, this could be a make or break year.
0: And going to round two, as it stands right now, after round one, we have Sean with 40 points, Danny with 35, and then Brandon Clements coming in, uh, trailing a little bit, but you picked up steam at the end, you know, you finished the song strong, uh, you held out that one note at the end, really just sold it to the crowd. Uh, You're at 40 points as well, too. So we have a two way tie. Uh, So that means Danny, I'm going to start with you. And you might've wanted to go in a different direction with your second one, but you had one that sort of ties into what we were just talking about with Mike McCarthy, how it might be his last season in Dallas. So to put you on the spot, sort of a host choice, I'm suggesting that you pick this one song. What is that song that you told me earlier?
3: So I, I believe what you're asking for <laughs> is, uh, I'm going to go with Elton John's. Uh, I just can't wait to be King. Um, I I mean you got most people know how I feel about Mike McCarthy. Uh I wasn't very excited about the hire and I just kind of feel like I've been waiting for the moment to when he's the the next former coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Um certainly I'm rooting for him and I I think that there's certain there's things that he does okay. Uh but for me uh, and I, I'm not going to put a like he must get past the division. I know a lot of people do that. I'm not like that. To me it it, it goes more about uh, other stuff that went on, you know, you look past the results and you just see what he's doing. That's actually contributing to the success or failures of this team. And so I do think that there's a lot of pressure for him. Uh, but to, the problem I have and, and you know, Sean talked talk, touched on this already. Th- this roster is stacked. I mean, he McCarthy inherited a really good team. You know, they inherited a good team. They continue to draft well. And they, you, you, there's a long list of players on this team that we, we know are good football players. And, um, he has, you know, one of the one of the rising star coordinators just got kicked to the curb, uh, you know, so he could he could take over running this offense. But he's also had had at his disposal one of the best defensive coordinators the Cowboys have had in a long time, and you you see the transformation that the Cowboys have made on defense, and we talked about that a little bit earlier. So when I look at this, to me, I see Dan Quinn as being the guy. He's the guy. He's the most important guy in the building to me. You 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 can see the effect of what he has brought to this team. Um, it's night and day. I know McCarthy had sl- some other things going on in 2020, but they were just dreadful. And you know they were horrible. But then Quinn arrives, things are better. Um, to me, I feel like McCarthy's issue is if they don't have success and they struggle, and if he just continues to kind of just like have this belief in his team, that's to me is a little bit like. I don't know, just not genuine or just like it's it's empty to me. And he, he thinks everything's going to be all right. And then it turns out he just keeps on just let Dak throw, let Dak throw. And then and it's not all right. And the Cowboys have problems and good teams beat us. If he keeps on doing that, I just feel like his time's done. And I think the Cowboys have their next head coach in the building. So to me, it's Dan Quinn. And I think, you know, he's just quietly – you know, just like little Simba, you know, just waiting his turn, you know, just uh you know, he's not no he's not trying to create any issues with anything, but I do think it will come to a point to where the the Joneses realize, you know, and we can put we can put uh <laughs> Dan Quinn, you know, up on the pedestal that he belongs in.
0: I I love that. And and even Brian brought up the point. He's like, is that Elton John or is that the Lion King? When you said that that immediately, I went to Lion King. And so if, if Dan Quinn is uh, Simba, then who's Timon and Pumbaa? Uh, That's what I want to know. But you know, and and you bring up a good point where, you know, Dan Quinn really has put his stamp on this team. When you look at the drafts, we talked about this during the draft where, you know, we thought the Cowboys were going to go offense, offense, offense throughout the entire draft, but they ended up going defense. So I think the other thing to your point, mentioning that, when you look at the defensive side of the ball, a lot of the coordinators and, and every position coach, they stuck around besides you have like a George Edwards, who, who are of course left. And ultimately it does come down to, you know, Mike McCarthy, but everybody, Aiden Dirty, uh, Al Harris, all these guys are sticking on the defensive side of the ball. And you do wonder if that's because they like the situation with Dan Quinn. Of course they like working for the Cowboys, but it's something that, you know, you think about where the offensive side of the ball had so much more turnover, and then you'll get the defense. There's a lot of continuity still there. So for you, Brandon, Dan Quinn being here, you know, coming into 2023, do you think that the pressure is not only on Mike McCarthy to succeed, but also somebody who's now, again, we heard about it last year where Jerry mentioned the comments about, you know, Dan Quinn being somebody that he has a lot of confidence in, um, somebody that he wanted to bring back and return. And now Dan Quinn is back for a second year after head coaching, you know, cycles and stuff. So do you think the pressure is not only from the fans, but also people who are behind him maybe taking his job coming up?
1: Yeah, I think I think that's definitely the case. And, and and to to Danny's point, I think I think you already have the next head coach in waiting. I think that's I, Dan Quinn is 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 the guy. If, if McCarthy falters in any way, that's just that's just plain and simple. He's I, I, and like you said, he has the confidence of the of of, of the Jones family. Which last time I checked, you kind of want to have the confidence of the Jones family. I think that's <laughs> kind of important here in in in, in Big D. So, uh, but no, it's McCarthy's got to. I, I hate to say it like this, but it's almost in a way, I feel like he he's gonna deny it. He's not gonna come out and say it in the press, obviously. But I feel like he has to be looking over his shoulder a little bit for Dan McCarthy or Dan, or Dan Quinn, excuse me, Dan Quinn. And his Dan Quinn is just he I, he gets it. The players love him. I mean, he even the even the guys that he was he was he was you know working out during the draft, they love him. And even guys that weren't drafted by the Cowboys but just got to rub elbows with Dan Quinn, they love Dan Quinn. He's just a players guy he's a hell of a coach. I, I think, I, I think he's going to be the, I think don't, you know, I, I don't don't count him out for being the next coach of the Cowboys in the next, next year or two. I just, I'm just too confident in, in his ability. I kind of like him more than, than Mark, Mike McCarthy anyways, hmm. but I'll give Mike McCarthy his due because, you know, we had the back-to-back 12, 12 win seasons, but I feel like, I feel like Dan Quinn can take the team to the next level and I feel like there's pressure on Dan Quinn in some ways too, because there's so much talent on the on that defensive side of the ball, where he needs to keep that level up. He needs to keep the scheme going. He needs to change things up because that's the thing. If you if, if other coaches are seeing what what he's doing, they're going to attack that. They're going to attack weaknesses. They're going to find those weaknesses. And and Dan Quinn has been very good at you know at changing things up and throwing curveballs in. And uh, I think Dan Quinn is going to have to be on his toes as well because if if he falters in any way. Not only could he be out, you know, potentially down the line. I'm not saying after one bad year he's he's not the defensive coordinator next year, but he he's got to think about it as well, where he, he's going to want to be a head coach some you know again someday. Yeah. So I I think I think to me it's it's kind of there's there's two guys in the building right now that I, I feel like we have two head coaches right now. That's kind of where I'm at.
0: Sean, you know, Brandon mentioned the word curveball, and I think that Dan Quinn has sort of been the ace of this team, you know, if you want to relate it back to MLB. And of course, baseball is very different from football. But with Dan Quinn, he's proven a lot over these past few years that he's been in Dallas. Is there anything that he needs to do to prove more for you to believe in him? Or has he really just earned the benefit of the doubt similar to the Cowboys and how they draft? And d- is he just, you know, that good where he can do whatever he wants and you trust him? Or is there something else that you still need to see from him to kind of put him over the top for you uh, entering 2023?
2: I would be good to trust him at this point because also, you know, a big thing about Quinn to add to that is, the staff he has around him is so strong as well. You know, Joe Witt Jr. has basically been the closest coach to him and his lieutenant, as some have called it, and he was selected again for the NFL's Coaches uh, Accelerator Program. So, you know, not only does Quinn value him and the Cowboys value him and all the other defensive coaches that they've developed here under Quinn, but, you know, the league is showing that as well. So I guess the only question when you do, or if you do elevate Quinn to head coaching status is, you know, is the defense going to take a drop off because of the responsibility he has. But I think the easy answer to that is if you have a guy like Joe Witt ready to step up in responsibility and Aiden Dude if the stacked defensive line and down the line of what they have elsewhere under Quinn, they would be ready to not miss a beat defensively and still play to the strength of this roster, still play the hits to, um, you know, our jukebox tunes here. So yeah, I would, I would step in and be ready to, to have Quinn as the head coach. I don't know how much McCarthy's stance has changed on, the whole, you know, looking over his shoulder thing. And at one point, I think it was two years ago, he said, you know, if I was a younger head coach, I'd be telling Quinn to get out of here. But at this point I'm comfortable with where we're both at. So how much that's changed, who knows? Um, The point where I could have changed was easily, you know, last month's draft where (laughs) you kept watching him pick defense after defense. So that could have been a tension point to say, you know, Hey, look what you've given me to work with on the offense. Not that McCarthy doesn't have enough to win with, but, We certainly all thought that there was gonna be more coming down the pipeline from the draft and it didn't happen. So yeah, it's a defensive minded football team with not only, you know, Quinn deserves the headline and the credit and he's the lead singer, but the you know, supporting band in the in Quinn's group here is ready to really make this team stay a defensive minded team for a while and so they could be that way with guys like Diggs who was on that twenty-five under twenty-five list, guys like Parsons and everybody they drafted this year really shows that they can be a defensive team, defensive first, and go win with whoever's going to be calling the offense post McCarthy.
0: I agree. And we have a super chat. Thank you so much, Watsamata. Uh, he says oh, overall great team tonight and a uh, little pocket chains for uh, some, some drinks, uh, soda and water on him. So thank you so much, Watsamata for the super chat. Troy had a point about uh, if Dallas has a weakness on defense and we have a couple comments as well saying that, um, you know, we have uh, Watsamata of course saying that not really aware of one, which is I kind of think what we're talking about. The Cowboys addressed a lot of needs in the draft. Uh, Brian brings up the point of, of course, maybe a regressing LVE. And then, of course, maybe having defensive tackle um, in round one, you know, addresses a lot of that, you know, with helping the regression of him. So I think it's all cylinders for the defense right now. It's just the offense has to step up. And um, I think that as it stands right now, you need a little bit more from that side of the ball. But where it stands with Dan Quinn, I think he's just earned a lot of trust. And I think that he's ready to go for, for this season. So uh, round two, Brandon, we'll go back to you. Uh, on this one, what is your uh, next song? I think there might be a little bit of a theme with what you're going with.
1: You, you stole my thunder. It must be. It must be a branded thing. We're, we must have that ESP thing going on. I was just going to say go. it's a, it's a theme tonight for me, and and it's a it's a Queen night. So it's uh, I'm going with "We Will Rock You," and uh, I think I, I think everybody knows that song very well. I think we've heard it, even if you haven't watched the Mighty Ducks or anything like that. You know, "We We Will Rock You" is one of those uh, famous tunes. You can you you know any everybody knows that song. I'm it's probably got billions of views on YouTube if you're looking for it. So it's, you know, it's one of those tunes that, you know, you, who doesn't know that song. So to me, the reason why I tie it into we will rock you is because this team, again, is built to rock everybody in the league and take this league by storm and not only get more than 12, 12 wins in a season, like we have in the last two, two years, I, I they're, they're ready to take it to the next level. This, this team this team has filled the weaknesses. There was very small weaknesses, you know, obviously as we saw just a moment ago, maybe an aging Layton Van Der Esch possibly, but I, know, I think a guy like and I think he's the guy that can, you know, fill in that void as well. He also could be kind of, you know, that J. Ron Curse, Donovan Wilson kind of guy down the line as well, so they're always thinking about that, and then obviously Mozzie Smith fills the, the biggest need on defense, which is, which is the run stuffing part, and and the Cowboys had injuries last year to the secondary. We 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 saw Anthony Brown go down. Jordan Lewis went down. We saw we saw Deron Bland, who came out of nowhere out of the fifth round, and just he looked he looks in place. He looks like he's he looks like a seasoned pro at this point. And and, and the Cowboys bring in a guy named Stephon Gilmore to go go along with with Trayvon Diggs. I mean, the, the off moves with that on top of Brandon Brandon Cooks being in the mix. It's built to rock and, and kicking some cans all over the place, which, and that goes to the Eagles fans. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna point it out to them right now. The uh, Cowboys are the Cowboys are gonna kick your cans all over the place, and it's gonna be a sweep this year. I'm calling it right now.
0: Danny, is your confidence this high? Uh, are you at the queen level with the re- we will rock you or you want to see a, just a little bit? Maybe it takes September. If you want to go with an earth, wind and fire uh, reference, you need to see a little bit to kind of believe wholeheartedly. I mean, yes, they did end the season very well. But if it is the playoff success that you're looking to see, that needs to be a little bit more of a sample size. So are you at that confidence level or are you kind of just sitting waiting you know, to kind of buy in as the season rolls along?
3: No, I, I do not share that same level of confidence that um that Brandon has and uh, you know and I'm certainly not going to be making any guarantees cuz the last thing I want is have Eagles fans tweeting back at us, you know, <laughs> another one bites the dust. When, oh, you know. yeah. So I, I no I do not uh, but no I, I do I mean honestly, you can't go wrong with any Queen song, you know. Uh, you know, I I I want it all. That would be the the the, the song I would choose for for the Cowboys cuz I feel like, you know, or don't stop me now. Cause you yeah. know, we're, 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 getting to the point to it's like, you know, this is where we go, but then that's as far as it happens. But so no, I, I, I do agree uh, with you, Brandon, that I want to see it. And uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are going to go into this season and a lot of, a lot of unknowns. Uh, I, I do feel like it wouldn't surprise me at all. If this team uh, was able to take that next step, I, I think they're good enough. There's really no excuse for that not to happen. Um, but uh, winning games in the NFL is hard, and I do the Eagle. The Eagles are really good. I mean they they could they could be just as good as they were last year. We don't know, so it's it's. I'm certainly not uh, laced with uh, as much confidence as as the other Brandon has. So that's yeah. Just I mean, let's let's see what happens. You know what? It's going to be a long, just a really long, almost like Bohemian Rhapsody, just super <laughs> long, goes on forever. You know ups and downs, who knows what's going to happen. But, uh, so, but to me, it's, it's, you know, wait and see.
0: If we get a a church choir at some point coming in and doing everything, I think that'd be pretty exciting, uh, to bring into training camp, you know, just something, just uh, a little bit of juice, uh, Sean, for you, uh, are you at that confidence level? Um, or I mean, when you, the one thing I think about is the NFC is wide open this year. You know, you have a little bit of struggles with San Francisco right now where they're talking about Sam Darnold being the best quarterback, the quarterback with the best arm right now. And, you know, Brock Purdy supposedly is going to be clear to start throwing next week, but a lot of uncertainty with them. The Detroit Lions are, of course, being hyped up uh, like crazy. They're going to be on the opening kickoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs. But it really seems like a two-team race between the Cowboys, the Eagles, I would throw the Seahawks in that conversation. A lot of continuity and also a lot of you know new pieces that are going to be adding a lot of juice to that team. But outside of that, I mean, why not be confident in the Cowboys? Why not believe right now, or you just want to protect yourself where if something does drop off, you you can reserve the right to just be relaxed midseason.
2: Yeah, you always want to reserve that. Right? I'm not quite at the highest point of confidence yet with this team. Let's see, you know what Mike McCarthy's offense looks like. Like I said, the one thing we could count on if Kellen Moore is not even here anymore as far as being able to start the year on a high note offensively, now even that is a question. So let's see what this receiver group looks like. Let's see if they regret not addressing tight end tire. Not that I was on board with them taking a tight end in the first round. Anyway, and they ended up going for it in the second, which is still pretty high, and getting a guy who fits you know, the same type of style of play as a Peyton Henderson or a Jake Ferguson. So we know kind of what they're looking for at tight end. We just don't know what difference that's going to make on the field in replacing what Dalton Schultz gave you. So I still have enough questions about this offense and not be at a full confidence level just yet. How much are they get to miss Ezekiel Elliott? That's up, a whole nother question and up for debate. So start piecing that together, start getting Dak Prescott playing at an MVP level again. And sure, it's not going to take long for this team to be talked about as a top contender right up there with the Eagles and all those teams again. But until we see it just a little bit going through the beginning of the year, and then we start asking the same familiar questions of, Oh, is the offense sustainable? Where do they go from here? Until we get to that point, you know, it, it'll be a building point of confidence for this team. You know, the offensive line is another point of concern. Some of the musical chairs going on there is Mike McCarthy hates and both hates and loves to point out at this point. Can we say right. that? Yeah. <laughs> he like doesn't want to talk about it, but also they don't draft anyone that plays just one position anymore on the offensive line. So as they get that sorted out, we'll have those answers pretty soon at training camp. Not all that long of a wait anymore. But until then, yeah, I'm not going to go all in yet on this team uh, being that true NFC contender just yet.
0: Uh, We also have a super chat. Thank you so much, Brian, as well. Uh, Regardless of record, if we get knocked out of the playoffs due to a poor offensive performance, again, I can see Mike McCarthy getting the boot, Dan Quinn getting promoted to head coach, and bringing in a new offensive coordinator to take over the offense. I think we're all right there with you where you need to see a little bit more results. Uh, I do think that Mike McCarthy – earns the benefit of the doubt with his, you know, pedigree, at least me, I believe in that. I think that adds a little bit of value. You, you hope it does. Um, but again, if there is a, a really like flat lined offense uh, in the wild card round divisional round, I think that a lot of things need to change. We already saw a lot of change on the offensive side of the ball to begin with. So I don't think that the, the front office and the Joneses would be afraid to do that once again. So uh, with round two, Sean, closing it out, what do you have for your second song choice before we get to round three?
2: So I'm going to keep this rock theme we got going. Yeah, I really like the mix of country and rock we have so far. That definitely describes my personal music taste. So let's keep the rock thing going with uh, an artist that I'm going to get to see later on in the summer. Really looking forward to that. And that's going to be Bruce Springsteen's Cover Me. You know, Brandon and Danny, you talked a lot about the pass rush already for this team. I want to take a second and talk about the secondary. I think we've, since it happened right at the beginning of the offseason, we've lost sight a bit on the Stefan Gilmore trade and just how much that's going to mean to this team. I mean, this secondary has so much potential. What Deron Bland is going to look like in year two after fitting like a glove in Quinn's defense and being able to get takeaways, which is something that you have to do to play in this defense. So now you have Bland, Diggs, and Stephon Gilmore. I mean, where are the teams going to be able to throw the ball, especially when they're under pressure from that pass rush that you've already touched on so much. So Cover Me is the theme for how this defense can get to the next level, the way that they can play in the secondary and somehow take that next step with even, bringing back both Donovan Wilson and Jayron Ron Curse, which is huge from this standpoint. So I'm excited about the potential of at a secondary and all-time level. I think that's where you can talk about this team as a true NFC contender because you're going to have to do it against the best quarterbacks who can test you both in the air and on the ground. And they have the defensive line, the front seven, to stop the ground game. How consistent they'll be is to be determined. We'll find out. But I really see the secondary being a force to be reckoned with and they'll get to put it to the test against some really top quarterbacks in some meaningful games this year. And I think they'll be ready for that challenge when it comes to Diggs and Gilmore on the outside, Bland, Jordan Lewis on the inside, wherever you want to mix it up from there. It's going to be one of the best secondaries we've seen in Dallas in a long time.
0: As a uh, New Jersey native, I, I really appreciate this choice. Uh, go the boss, and of course, it's always Taylor ham over pork roll. Oh, uh, for Everybody no. who's concerned about this that comes
2: up on every hit in the Artists episode, <laughs> and I pound the table. If I'm not going to do it now because I'm talking to a microphone, but I pound the table for pork roll. So uh, yeah, we'll have to debate that after the show. But yeah, let me just say it's pork roll and not. Taylor Ham, and everyone's going to be like, Who's this cowboy hat dude talking to uh, Jersey stuff? But it's you know, well, corporal, not Taylor Ham. But I appreciate you bringing you it up the Springsteen. You
0: had five points for me for the Jersey reference, but now you're losing five points because of the Taylor Ham. But that's, that's okay. fine. It,
2: it's <laughs> worth it for to be on the right side of history.
0: Uh, Danny, for, for you, Sean mentioned a great point. I mean, it was so early in the offseason. We do forget about Stefan Gilmore being on this team. And, you know, he's a quiet type. He's not somebody that's a, a Deion Sanders or a Jalen Ramsey where he just goes about his business, takes care of it. And he's one. One of the most successful cornerbacks in recent history um and of course he is a little older you worry about you know how's is, how is he going to hold up for for the nfl season this year but i do think he's in a great situation with dallas where the pressure isn't all on him to be the number one guy you already have that in trayvon diggs who's trying to prove himself to be a lucrative cornerback and earn a long-term contract not only with the cowboys but if they can't sign him anywhere else so i think that that also helps stefan gilmore and where he's at right now do you think that that when you look at the trades early offseason acquisitions you know uh free agency is he going to be the one guy that stands out among the rest at the end
3: of the season maybe i mean you know it's veterans you know it's you, you hope he the help he holds up and stuff but uh absolutely you know he's not doesn't have to be the guy um you know what else helps uh, helps the secondary you know is a pass rush so you know if you're ready come and get it um, But I will say this, you know, if you look back at the cowboys, the last time, if we go back to the glory days for Springsteen's song, um, of with the cowboys and when they were winning, you know, we had prime. That's the last time we won a Super Bowl too. So if you have a corner that can take away part of the field, and you have other guys that can come, that can cover, and you just have good depth at the at the cornerback spot, I think that. That Helps a lot and Gilmore and Diggs, we haven't had a, a tandem this good in a long time. And you throw uh Duran Bland in there, too. That's that's a really good group. The only thing that worries me with this is, is the depth because I don't have the confidence um with the other guys, and you know, we kind of same kind of thing last year, and, and we got we actually got to see that because Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis both got hurt. Um, so if Cowboys can stay healthy, I really think they got a, a really good group. Uh, so I'm excited about that and just as a defense as a whole. And I feel like if, uh, you know, we can bring that pass rush and, the, and these corners can stay healthy and, and we, again, the Cowboys are taking away the ball, you know, I, I think that there will no, be no partying in the streets of Philadelphia, you know. So, no, great choice, John. Uh, well, Jess gives us uh,
0: minus five points because none of us have had a Taylor Swift song. So we knew it was going to come up at some point. But uh... just a
2: secretly or just Navarro is commenting that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, for for Brandon, for you, um, would it be bold? I mean, you're 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 feeling it tonight. We we will rock you. You're on this queen kick. I am. Could you see a scenario where Stefan Gilmore leads the team in interceptions? Like, are you going to go that bold? Or are you going to go right on the edge of that cliff?
1: I mean, I mean, it could be tougher than the rest. I mean, another another Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. On, I mean. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm trying to follow Danny Danny's yeah he he stole my Thunderwood streets of Philadelphia because I was gonna do the we are the champions type of thing a little bit later on, but kind of teaser on that one. but yeah, I mean I, I mean trayvon Diggs, I mean i'm not I'm not too concerned with the I mean the secondary in general for me we are six deep and yeah. seven deep honestly. I mean Jordan Lewis, if people forget about him, I mean, we have three we have three studs at safety. I mean any three of those guys could be, could be the leader of a defense across the league. I mean, I mean, I, I'm just very thankful that they're on our team. And then obviously with Stephon Gilmore, you obviously have Trayvon Diggs. You also, you know, you have Deron Bland and obviously Jordan Lewis, who's kind of, you know, and, and I know some people, you know, will throw an Anthony Brown in there as well. I, I will not, because we know how I feel about Anthony Brown, but to me, that's, that, that, I mean, This is a great choice uh, by Sean. I think you know the the coverage skills uh, for for the Cowboys could could be the uh, the factor to help the Cowboys get to the next level. And to Danny's point, the pass rush is going to be a big help in that area. I think this is going to be one of the best defenses we've not only in Dallas in, in, in Dallas history but in league history. I'm just I'm I'm amped up. Maybe it's because I just got back from vacation, so I'm a little refreshed. But uh, I'm just really I'm amped up. I'm excited. I'm excited for this year's team. I, I I haven't felt really this good about a Cowboys team in May of all of all times than than I have with this team in such in such a long time. Maybe maybe that the, the Romo does. There was a, you know a brief uh, time there where I was a little amped, but this this is feeling really good, and I'm I'm excited to see see what's going to happen not only in the off, you know, the, the rest of the off season, but uh, when we get to the regular season and hopefully a nice long postseason run to uh, cap it off uh, with the Lombardi.
0: And Watsmata, we talked about this earlier, and it's a great point that, uh, you know, have that, then you actually mentioned this, Brandon, where breaking up that Jalen Hurts, uh, I call it the QB cheek. Uh, I know certain people have different yeah. names for it, but, you know, Mozzie Smith is not just a run server. Of course, he presents pass rush capability. So I think that that's somebody who will be a really good role player, Um, for this defense this year. So closing out round two, as it stands right now in the standings, we have, of course, Sean at 65. We have Danny at 65 and then Brandon at 70. So everybody's pretty close with regards to the points. But again, we have one more round. It's going to be a lightning round. We don't have that much time left here on the round table. But again, it's going to be like a quick remix, if you will. Um, I'll break up a little bit. I have one song myself that I thought of. I mean, the host can't get out of here without saying something. Uh, and bringing something to the table. And that's going to be uh, hip to be square by Huey Lewis in the news. And I say this because when you look at the Cowboys and what they've been talked about on offense, it's pretty square offense right now as it stands. When you think of Mike McCarthy, he seems – to be this sort of milquetoast coach to a lot of people uh, where it doesn't present a lot of flair, a lot of flash. Of course, Kellen Moore was here last year and it was you know reverses, all this stuff, gadget plays and all that. Mike McCarthy, he's talked about running the ball, being traditional and getting back to being a traditional offense. And while that's not a sexy thing, why is it not hip to be square? Why is it not hip to be a more conservative offense where Dak Prescott struggled with interceptions last year. We know that a lot of them were not on him. The full breakdown that was done by the 33rd team, they did that and went through, and really well done on that end too. But we knew this. We knew a lot of them weren't on Dak, but if you can limit those from even happening and, and making a lot of variables play a factor into that with an inexperienced player like a Peyton Hendershot, you know, if you translate that to maybe even like a Luke Schoonmaker, You want to limit the variables and the variance as much as possible. You get to being conservative, and I think that's okay. When you look at the type of defense that we've been talking about all night, they've ranked second in total defensive DVOA in 2022 and in 2021. And when you think about recent Super Bowl victories that have had this sort of formula where very powerful defense, a little weaker on offense, we talked about Brandon McManus earlier. The Denver Broncos Super Bowl 50 team was very similar to what could happen for the Cowboys this year where – their offense that year was not the high-flying offense, the mile-high offense that, Dan- that Denver had when Peyton Manning first got there. They were 24th in overall offensive DVOA, and remember Peyton Manning was not that great that season, really battling to finish out his career, but their defense was number one. So if Dallas can follow that similar similar formula where they are really high on defense, but they just need their offense to be either average, a little above average, even if they're below I think there could be a lot of success here when you run out the clock beat, playing a little bit more conservative. And I think that's okay. When you look at other teams with that same sort of formula, of course, the Ravens of the 2000s and the 2002 Tampa Bay Bucks, it's not impossible. It might not work out for the Cowboys. They do have a lot more pieces in a Brandon Cooks and a CD Lamb. Uh, That could be a little more explosive, but just remember, it is hip to be square. That's what Huey Lewis, of course, said. If you want to call uh, Dan Quinn, Huey Lewis and the rest of the defense, the news, then that's okay. Let them carry the rest of the team. And I think that'll be fine.
3: Great choice, Brandon. By the way, just when I was a yeah. kid, Huey Lewis and the News was my favorite band. So just uh, absolutely. Hey, the power of
1: Love. I love uh, yeah. the Power of Love. Great tune.
3: It is. Uh, my
0: brother introduced me to them uh, a while back, years ago, um, when we were in high school. So uh, we're very familiar with the classic rock. Of course, you can see the setup here in the basement. We're a little musical family. So I think that's pretty cool as well. So, OK, the lightning round, the little remix, the shuffle if you will, each of our BTBers, our contestants are going to go through with their final song choice very quickly. Everybody in the chat, if you want to throw out all the points for each BTB contestant, that would be helpful. I'm going to be calculating my own i also have a giant computer set up off screen you can't see it it's really big calculating all of the millions of people that are tuning in right now uh you know sending in the votes texting all the stuff where it's like danny phantom uh text 888-855 whatever uh so i do think that we'll start with our cowboy uh that's how we started tonight we're going to start the lightning round sean what do you have as your third song choice for the lightning round
2: I'm going to bring it back to the country roots, Texas country roots at that. I'm going to go with a topic we hit on last week briefly. It was, we all gave our toughest stretch of the schedule. And I went to some early season games that I think are some potential early pitfall games that you're going to be kicking yourself over not making the most of when you do have to play those tougher teams in December. So I have George Strait chill of an early fall because I think early in the fall for this team is when it really can make or break the year. We're going to see what Mike McCarthy's offense can have. And I think right now, the confidence is high in this Cowboys team, like we all hit on and said, but I think I think it's a little bit too high in some of these games where we're just gonna walk over the Arizona's and New Englands and Los Angeles Chargers of Kelly Moores of the World. I would say not so fast on a lot of those games where they're being counted as wins right now that the Cowboys are gonna have before they have to go to, you know, Buffalo and Washington and Miami and all that, Philadelphia. So so an we fall, George Strait. It's a classic. It's Texas country can't go wrong to end the show on that. And I think it's a warning to the uh, early part of the Cowboys season and their schedule where they need to bank some wins early to make sure they have that cushion at the end of the year.
0: And then Brandon, what do you have for your, for your final song, your, your encore, if you will, what are you going to be going with?
1: I mean, what better encore than keeping this theme alive with queen? We are the champions. I mean, Ooh. I mean, what better song to to kick? Uh, you know, like the to you know kick off the last song to let people go home in a happy mood. This is the end. of You know, by the end of this season, I will be in a very good mood when the Cowboys are are the champions and they are holding the Lombardi Trophy. I know we have a long way to go. It's you know, there's a long road, and, and like Danny said, there are no easy games in the NFL. Every every team is beatable. That's just that's just the way it is but my confidence for this team is, is very, very high. And I, I I'm excited. I, I, like I said, I mean, there's not much for me else to say. I've kind of, I've kind of, you know, spun it around the entire roster. This team is, this team is loaded. And, and, and if things break just the right way, I think the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys, they're going to be uh, in a good spot to uh, to get that Lombardi trophy. And, and, and and one game I'm looking forward to, and, and as you guys know, I'm an I, I am a uh, Central New Yorker. Uh, about two and a half hours down the road, uh, in December, there's a there's a, a little place called Buffalo, New York, Orchard Park. I will I'm I'm working on making my trip uh, making my trip down there. Hopefully the throughway uh, throughway will uh, treat me well, and and I'll uh, be able to make it there and back because you know how the Buffalo winters are. You guys have seen it on TV. You know and, and and sean i know you're a northeast guy too so you you know you know the winters a little bit so uh and and so do you be so i mean danny i'm not sure so uh are you're in the northwest how much snow do you get there
3: uh, it's rare we don't get a lot of snow
1: i didn't think so uh, but uh, to me I, i'm you know it, uh, that's where it comes down to it it's just we're gonna you know i think we're gonna roll through this season pretty well and i and and yes, I'm being very bold tonight. I'm again. I'm in a very good mood. I just getting back from the beach, and in, in 80 plus degree weather, you can't tell. But I, you know, I don't tan very well. But I got a little more, a little more, uh, a few more freckles on my face tonight. So I'm a little, a little bit darker tonight. But it, it, to me, it's it comes down to the Cowboys becoming the champions at the end of the season. And, and my expectations are they're going to win. I'm going to put it on the record. I think they're, I think they're going to win 14 games this year on the regular
2: Woo. season. Oh,
0: man. Okay. Danny, you got to close a us out culture.
2: here. Close energy <laughs> yeah. I mean, that,
0: that is that vacation uh, high as, as people say where it's like you come back and it's just, you're, you just oblivious I'm, to the rest of the world, you know? I'm
1: feeling it, man. I'm feeling
0: it. Yeah. So Danny, for you, close it out. What, what do you got? You are the encore. You are what people want to see. They come they pay the tickets. They want to hear this one song. What is that one song?
3: yeah so certainly it's you know it's possible what what brandon's saying happens um but it's uh, it's going to be all about the deck and that is why i am choosing uh sir mixalots baby got deck and i even (laughs) got my cup here to uh you know to support it uh but for me i think and we talked about this earlier about the importance of a quarterback and um you know i like a good deck and i cannot lie you know you Jealous haters can't deny, and I think that uh, there are two things I feel really confident when it comes to to Prescott. Uh, first off, when he's playing really well, this this Cowboys team is super hard to beat. Um, and the other thing is when the Cowboys fall out in recent years, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a connection to a letdown in his performance. You know, you look at 2019, the second half of that, you know, there was that stretch in November, December, the the offense was just abysmal. It was bad. You know, there was some bad weather stuff, and there was some deck shoulder stuff. And you know, and then you look at the, how things were going great in 2021. And then you had the cap injury. And then the offense was unstoppable. But suddenly it was stoppable. And then last year we had the pickathon. And, you know, as you just said, there's a lot of factors that go into that with um, separation and pass protection. But also Dak wasn't great. So, you know, if Prescott can just get back to doing Dak things, you know, this offense will hump. The, uh, the separation will be better. We got Brandon Cooks, got a healthier Michael Gallup. It will be better. Kellen Moore is gone. And from what I hear from Cowboys Twitter – He was terrible. So as long as Dak can stay healthy, you know, we should witness great things. So there's no excuses. Let's get it done. I I absolutely love
0: that. And you want to make one final point?
1: Yeah, I just want to add one little piece. How about another song? Return of the Dak by Mark Morrison. I think that's another piece. Hopefully they don't break my heart. That's all I'm just going to say.
0: Well, you know, I have to say everybody brought their A-game tonight. Everybody had uh, resounding, beautiful vocal cords, Uh, of course, again, even though you guys had the doctor's notes, uh, you sang sweet tunes with everything of what you said about the Dallas Cowboys. But I have to say for tonight specifically, it was close. The end of the the voting really kind of tallied and it was really close, but I have to go with Danny. On this one, because, you know, it was a fantastic effort, especially not only at the end, but the beginning and then also in the middle when you were just dropping all the Bruce Springsteen stuff. I have to say uh, you do win the uh, the Grammy in this situation, if you will. Um, so for best album. So, Danny, any sort of speech, any sort of final thing you'd like to say?
3: You know, honestly, you know, I I feel like we're all, you know, in this together. We're like in sync, you know, I'm, I'm like Justin Timberlake, I suppose, you know, but I'm sure we're going to stay together forever. You know, and nothing, nothing bad is going to happen where I branch off. and. and but not, honestly, that was great choices by everybody. I had a lot of fun with this, um, you know, but uh, I just, uh, I'm excited about what we're going to see this year. Don't know how it's going to play out, um, but, you know, I'm wishing for the best. And uh, no, this is a great game, Brandon. I, lo- I love playing the Cowboys jukebox here. So some points go back to towards you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I took a little bit for myself while you guys
0: weren't even looking. So uh, I'll I'll take that uh, as well. And Sean, I mean, listen, you brought the cowboy hat. You were at the Kenny Chesney concert streaming from the concert. So I think that you deserve kudos for that as well. And I think that overall, I mean, the energy, everything about the season right now, it's it's good. It's good vibes, good feelings. uh, And I think that as we sit right now, the Cowboys are certainly keyed up for success in 2023.
2: Yeah, I have some other hats, so uh, you know we'll have to find the right combination to throw a different one on and try to get this win here some other time. But I think what we should be collectively most proud of tonight is, you know, our playlist both covered the Cowboys well and hit on a lot of good points. But I feel like we could put all of our songs together and it would be something I would straight listen to. I do a lot of driving for work and you know suffer through a lot of my songs, and I would listen to all of our songs collectively as one playlist. I mean, it covered everything I like personally and had a lot of great hits in there. So great job by everybody to a uh, put some songs on here that I would certainly listen to and do listen to and we can mix it up and uh, keep this theme going.
0: And Brandon, for you, I'll actually let you close this out because you're feeling a little bold uh, from from vacation. If you want to do just a little bit of the Queen tagline for We Are the Champions, My Friends, and we'll close it out on that, uh, I think that would be welcome for not only our whole audience here, but also everybody here on the BTB Roundtable.
1: We are the champions. <laughs> We are the champions. That's it.
2: Mama Mia, Mama Mia, Mama Mia, (laughs) figure